You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're giving advice on falling in love with other book formats. Let's Mm. say you're a physical reader. Time for e-reading. Physical reader sounds like... Let's Weird. <laughs> Just imagining Olivia Newton John, but in the library. Oh, yeah, that's good. We're giving advice on book tracking and we're recommending some Antarctica horror. Ooh, but first, what are you reading, Bria? I am reading a book that was in our books we're excited about. So am I. Uh, are you? Okay. Well, what if we're in the same book? Um, I'm reading We'll Never Tell by Wendy Hurd. Oh, no. Okay, you're not reading that. This, I thought you would really like this book. Yeah. Have, have you read it? You already read it? No. Oh, you haven't read it. Okay, so uh, we love Wendy Hurd on the show. Amazing. Past guest of the show. Um, also, just like, side note, great at capturing Los Angeles. So if you're yes. living in LA, if you're visiting LA, if you want to read LA books, I think she does just a, a really good job of like, oh, now they're going down La Brea. Now they're turning right on Wilshire. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, know like, I know exactly what that um, is. This is about a group of kids uh, in high school, and they're all about to graduate, and they have a YouTube channel, but it's a secret one called We'll Never Tell, where they go into places that they're not supposed to be, so they don't ever like show their faces. Mm-hmm. You don't know who runs it or whatever. And they're doing one last bang, and like the kids are all kind of in different places, and they kind of have some secrets from each other, and uh, they go into this... Hollywood murder house where a big famous murder happened. Which there are more of than you think. (laughs) Yeah. uh But a famous like a movie star murder happened. And um, when they're there, one of them gets this is this is in the. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, one of them gets um, killed. I I don't know. I just got to that part. But yeah, I think he dies. Um, And the three of them have to figure out what's going on. And one of the main characters, her mother was killed and she lives with her grandmother. So a lot of it's from her perspective so far. Uh, But then you also get to see some secrets that the other ones have. So there's all sorts of like really interesting things. It's all set in LA. It's kind of Hollywood. It's kind of like YouTube. Uh, It's great. It's fun. Uh, it's, It's just a really fun read for spooky time of year. Uh, what are you reading? I'm also reading a spooky book that mm. was on our most anticipated. It's oh. the new Tanana Reeve Do book, oh, The my Reformatory. Gosh. Is it out? It's, I think, coming out on, actually, it might be coming out on Halloween. Oh, exciting. Okay. Yes, it's coming out on Halloween, which is very exciting. And I mean, it's due. So it's a, it's an event. Like every time she comes out with a new book is like an event mm-hmm. in the literary world. And this mm-hmm. book is so, I don't want to say fun because it's not fun at all, but it is. I mean, it's just, she's such a legend for a reason. It's such a well-written book. It's about, it takes place in Florida, the 1950s. It's like Jim Crow South. And this young black boy gets in trouble for, he's like, in, in in the scene, he's defending his sister, but he ends up, kicking a white boy and so they arrest he is like i think he's 12 he gets arrested and in lieu of other punishments they send him to this school for boys very much like if you like the nickel boys yeah it's very 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 similar Yeah, yeah yeah but the thing about this boy is that he has a talent for seeing ghosts Ooh, and like it's so it's such it's so well written. It's so creepy because when he gets there, there's like all these layers to this book where like he immediately gets to this school for boys and knows that like this is a bad place. Mm. But he also immediately like he starts hearing screams and smelling things and like can tell like other things that happened that weren't like that were, you know, beyond the scope of normal bad shit that happens there. So he like 
I'm at the part where like he just gets there. He's trying to learn to navigate this space. He has to be there for six months. Uh, and his sister is trying to get him out, but he is slowly starting to figure out that other things are happening there and they're even worse. And it's like historical fiction and haunted place and ghosts. It's just like, Oh, it's so fucking good. Very anticipated for a reason. That's the reformatory by Tanana Do. And mine is we'll never tell by Wendy Hurd. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Bria, we got so much sticker removal feedback. Oh, I know, because so you know, on Instagram, people also sent me stuff. Y'all, if you send it to me on the Instagram, it doesn't really make it into the show, but I do read it. Yes. I do read it. And I'm really happy because none of you yelled at me for setting a book on fire. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, Lauren wrote in to say, Dear Bree and Mallory, my time has finally come. I'm a part-time bookstore employee and reseller, and I have three great methods for removing stickers from you've been, books. You've been training for this. Yes. She's got a headband on. She's <laughs> drinking raw eggs. She's ready. First method is a heat gun. It oh. concentrates heat better than a hairdryer, so the adhesive will melt faster. The trick is to keep it moving. I've never even heard of a heat yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. What is like a heat a gun normally used for? I have no idea. Is this like a, is it this sounds something... like a sci-fi weapon. Yeah, it's like who? Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. A heat gun. Maybe if you have oh, to a like. a paint supplies thing. Maybe, maybe it's for drying. Or maybe melting stuff for crafts. High impact. Multi-use. High impact heat gun is the scariest group of words I've ever heard in my life. A hot air gun. Temperature controlled. Ideal for shrinking Oh, maybe Heat it's like shrink to remember those shrinking wrap. Do you remember those shrinky dinks? Cell oh, but you have repairs. to put those in the oven. Yeah. Removing paint or floor tiles, loosening rust, rusted bolts or other heating and thawing purpose or, or torturing your enemies, getting stickers off. Mm. Uh, Lauren's second method is a Scotty peeler. Another thing that I've never heard of. No, nope. it's a it's plastic, but it has a sharp edge that will get under the loosened sticker and lift it right off. It'll save your nails and your knives. Okay. And the third method is mineral spirits. What, you, okay, I don't know now any I'm actually, of, actually now I'm wondering if Lauren's writing in from a different planet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've like never heard of any of these universe where these are all common things. This is why things. you cannot fuck with booksellers because yeah, they have yeah, powers yeah, yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't even imagine. You can't imagine. Uh -huh. Mineral spirits work best with books that have glossy dusk jackets or covers it leaves stains on matte paper book covers i recommend using either this or the heat gun first then the scotty peeler do not use the heat gun and the mineral spirits together mineral spirits are extremely flammable too scary okay okay uh mineral spirits which is what they call them in australia uk and ireland oh no white spirits is what they call them in mineral spirits in the u.s is the u.s uh, also known as mineral turpentine, turpentine substitute, or petroleum spirits is a petroleum-derived clear liquid used as a comet solvent in painting. Why would someone have that in their house? I think, oh, I think this, they don't. I think they have it for book, yeah, book again, things. Don't. Or unless this person is a painter also. Booksellers are scary mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Just wrote in and said, hi, Bray Mallory. You mentioned needing uses for baby oil. You know what? I still have that baby oil. It's in my – it's well, literally – in my drawer, I saw it the other day, and I was like, should I just throw this in the garbage? No, Jess, Jess has got you thank covered. You. I might have one for you. If you have calluses or dry skin on the bottom of your feet, which I do, put some baby oil on those spots right after you get out of the shower. Be careful on slippery floors until it soaks in, but it should help keep your skin happier over time. Oh, wow. You just use you it could, on your skin. I was going to say, you could put it on your feet and then put socks on. You could. And then you Ruin those socks, but For, yes. I mean. They're just socks. I was going to say, this isn't. Does anyone have fancy socks that... Uh, people do. People do that you don't want to ruin. Yeah, but at most... I feel like most socks are... Are... are 
regular crap old socks. Crap socks. Okay. All right, Jess, I'm going to try this because I haven't used that baby oil yet. Well, Sarah wrote in to say, to give us another baby oil thing. Okay. Sarah wrote in saying, baby oil works like a charm to get Band-Aids off without oh. stinging. Aww. I'm sure there are other uses possibly related to actual babies, (laughs) but this is the most common one in my house. Ooh. Okay. Hot hot baby oil tips. And another Sarah wrote, y'all, I I did ask, I said, what can I do with this baby oil? And y'all are here for it. They got you covered. I, I appreciate that. So another Sarah course wrote in and said you asked what to do with the rest of the bottle of baby oil use it to remove makeup oh oil dissolves oil so it's great for removing makeup and oil from your skin apply it with your fingertips rub it and focus on your closed eyes and remove with a wet cotton pad or wash off with your cleanser note the fragrance might irritate skin that's sensitive here's an alternative to the butter knife for scraping off stickers a credit card a gift card or a hotel key card which i do tend to steal uh (laughs) that's not sarah this is bria um (laughs) It scrapes off gunk without messing up your nails. And if it's an old gift card or a hotel key, you can just throw it out when you're done. When I'm cleaning containers or tabletops, I spray it with an all-purpose cleaner and then have a wet rag in one hand and a gift card in the other. It's super easy to scrape up sticky messes. Wow. That's really smart. An old gift card that you're done with. Or hotel key card, which always end up in my purse. And I'm like, oops. Yeah. Well, especially if you're there with someone else and they have one and they check out and then you're like, well. I have like literally in my purse a a train pass that's like hard. Like it's like a credit card to trains in Japan, which I. Well, you'll go back someday. Okay. But they probably won't use that by the time I go back. (laughs) By the time it'll just be like they scan your eyeball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this is great. I like that, Sarah. Uh, Tracy wrote in to say, I have found that lemon essential oil does Mm. an excellent job removing stickers and the resulting goo from all types of surfaces. I dab a bit of the lemon essential oil with my finger onto the sticker, rub, let it soak into the sticker, reapply the oil as needed. I air on the side of less oil and add more as needed. The sticker comes up with either my fingernail or a blunt butter knife. Or now we know a credit card. Or a credit card. Thanks for all the helpful book hints. My reading wheelhouse is cozy mysteries, mysteries with multiple twists, and historical fiction with women as leading characters wow man the glassers no matter what you're trying to get those stickers off the glassers have got you covered wow i have so many uses for baby oil now check in again with me in a in a couple weeks see how i'm doing Bria's dry skin will be finally it is about to be winter in los angeles and the only way you know it's winter in los angeles is that my skin gets dry slugging season yeah (laughs) now it's gonna be baby oil season baby oil season so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes before we talk about falling in love with new book formats we're going to take a quick break Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Dipsy. But what is Dipsy? It is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They are radically inclusive and have stories for straight and queer listeners. And 56% of their stories are voice acted by people of color. Folks, maybe this whole year you've been listening to Reading Glasses. And every time we mention a romance novel that one of us is reading... Maybe you turned into our gargoyle erotica event and got your curiosity peaked, but you have no idea where to start in this genre. Folks, Dipsy has you covered. They are absolutely fantastic for romance and erotica hardcore readers, and they're absolutely fantastic for people who are interested in both genres but have no clue what their sexy wheelhouse is, what kind of stories they want to read, what their interests are. 
They really are designed for everyone. It is so fantastic. We love the app. It is absolutely well designed. You can search by your sexy wheelhouse items. You can search by types of narrator. They really are designed by people who love sexy stories for people who love sexy stories. We love this app. It's fantastic. Folks, it's getting cold out there. It's time to get cozy with yourself. And what better way to do that than to listen to a sexy story, maybe on a nice walk before you go to bed, wherever you want to listen to your audiobooks, wherever you want to take a little moment for yourself in your day, Dipsy is there for you. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipscastories.com slash glasses. So that's dipsystories.com slash glasses. Glasses. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. This week, we're talking about falling in love with other book formats. Maybe you want to start using an e-reader. Maybe you want to get into audiobooks. Or maybe you want to give print books a try. We've got some hot book tips to get you into reading a different format. Now, a long time ago, we did a reader problem segment on this for a friend of the show, Helena Santos, about getting into e-readers. But this is advice for switching any kind of format. There's a lot of reasons to try a new reading format. Maybe something has changed in your physical ability and a Kobo is now easier to hold for you than a print book. Maybe you are really curious about audiobooks because you want to read while you drive without getting into an accident. Maybe you want to unplug from devices and get back into reading print or you just want to try it because you're curious. Uh, Bria Grant, known e-reader. Yes. Was it hard? Internationally <laughs> known e-reader. <laughs> There's a list. It's like, uh, you know how they have like lists of people who are like certain religions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, like a list of all the famous e-readers. I would say you're probably the most famous e-reader. I can't imagine that's true. Who is? Who else do you know? <laughs> what celebrity do you know that's like really into their Kindle? I don't know because I don't know that much about celebrities. So <laughs> that's that's, that's going to – but I'm sure there's a, a much more famous You are e-reader. a known e-reader. When you first got your Kindle, yes. was it hard for you to get into? Yes. Wow. Someone gave it to me and I was like, uh, thank you, but I don't need this. This is not for me. I never planned on using it. I was like, wow. this is just not going to be useful for me, a physical book reader, a person who loves a book from the library. I go to the library every week. I get a big old stack of books. I, that was what I did. But I was traveling soon, and I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put some books on here. Uh, this was before I figured out how to do it. I didn't figure out the li- how to get books from the library at the time. I'm sure you could. But I bought a couple books, and um, and then I bought. I had some physical books with me. I'll just do both. And then I realized I could put a lot of books on there. And I was like, oh, wow. And as a person who's like kind of a digital pack rat – I was like, okay, I see the appeal of this. Mm. And and I was on a vacation, and it was a really lovely vacation 
I can't remember where, but I remember, I think I, I was on a beach and I remember being like, oh, this is nice. Like, cause I can just can't like carry this one thing in my bag. Yeah. And I had physical books with me that I think I also read, but it was like, oh, I see the appeal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's when your interest was peaked. Yes. And what about you? You you recently, during the show, yes. have, have started yes. integrating e-reading. And I, I didn't put this in the outline, but I do want to tell people the story of how I was a failed e-reader at oh, first. Oh, go on. So when I was in my early, early 20s, a family member asked me if I wanted an e-reader for Christmas. And I was like, no, please don't get me that. <laughs> they got one for me anyway. Yeah, uh-huh. And it was, uh, does anyone remember Kindle Fires? Yeah. I think I had a Kindle Fire. And it was like, it was not the paper white screen. It was just like a regular screen. And I was like, I fucking hate this. Mm -hmm. First off, I don't think we had Wi-Fi at the time. Yeah. Oh, really? So it was like, I had to plug it into a computer and... I didn't like reading on the bright screen. I just fucking hated it. And so for years I was like, I'm not an e-reader person. I think I read like three books on that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where it ended the up. The screens were bright because you're reading on a Kindle. I mean, yeah. not on a Kindle. It's, it's like, like a little an iPad. I, it's like it's a like little iPad. iPad. I yeah. was like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. So for so long, I was like, I'm not into e-readers at all. And then during the pandemic, publishers started pulling back on putting out print arcs. And most of the, like now the vast majority of arcs that we get are ebooks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this, I, maybe I should try again. And I got my, I got my Kobo mm-hmm. and there was, I'm being caressed by a curtain right yeah, now. There's a nice breeze coming in. <laughs> ghost. There was a huge learning curve for me. And I think because for a lot of people, at least me, there was such a strong association in my brain with yeah. the physical sensation of reading print books. I think anyone Same. who was a reader when they were a kid, especially like your brain is like, oh, I'm holding a book. That yeah. means we're relaxing. And it smells like a book. And it smelled, for me, it always smelled like the library, which is yes. a place I love. Yes. And I liked physically going to the library. That yeah. was part of it. For me. So there was all these like associations we all had. Mm-hmm. And then my brain was like, what, what is this? We're holding a piece of plastic? What, what, this means we're working. What, yeah. like, it, it just like for a long time didn't click. And I definitely needed to for, you know, I would say a month or so consciously work on getting myself into that same relaxing mm. headspace when I was like, it's like when you're introducing two cats together, you're like, come on, you like each other, right? Yeah. You like uh-huh. this place. And my bro- I was like, no, 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 brain, we're reading. We're really reading. Or it's like when you when you get a fish, you know, and you have to put them in a new tank and oh, you have yeah. to like put them in their own bag first yeah. in the tank, you know? like You have to like, acclimate with the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, your brain is just a bowl of fish. You know, last night I um was I'm never out late, but I was out and I was near a restaurant that I worked at when I first moved to LA and I went by and I got a cookie that I used to, I used to, when I closed down the restaurant, I would eat a little cookie while I counted up my tips. Bria Grant has always been Bria. I really always have. (laughs) And I got that cookie and I ate it on my drive home last night. And, uh, I, it has, it brings back such nostalgic feelings. Oh yeah. But the cookie was bad. The cookie does not taste very good. It's like fine. But, it's but the cookies same thing. have just like, I just can find better cookies now than that cookie. Oh, I totally get it though. And That's- like, but I was like, it brought back those feelings, but I had to like really reconcile the fact that I was like, this is cookie is not good. this for nostalgic reasons, not because it's delicious. Oh, for sure. I'm the same way with everything bagels from Dunkin' Donuts. Cause I used to work oh, at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause I think, I feel like Dunkin' Donuts, working at Dunkin' Donuts is like required military service in other yeah. countries when you're, when you grow up in new england and i would have like i was vegan when i lived when i worked oh, so at Dunkin'. so yeah. i one thing you could eat was like an everything bagel yeah and 
I got one, I don't know, a few months ago. I forget why. And I was like, at first my brain was so excited because I was like, oh my God, I'm like remembering what it was like to be on break in the smelly back room of the Dunkin' Donuts yep. That's at, at Riverside Plaza in High Haverhill, Massachusetts. And then I was eating it. I was like, this is a terrible bagel. <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, but your brain, like you have yeah. those. So, and I think that really applies to reading because if you're so used to like holding a print book or doing it, whatever it is, you're so used to it your brain just automatically slips into it and you have to like train yourself yeah. to feel the same way about other formats. So what are our tips and tricks for doing that? Um, first, I want to say like with any change, don't force it. You are mm-hmm. that fish in the bag. You know, <laughs> you are, we can't just dump you right in because I don't know what happens. I think the fish explodes. They die. I mean, my, they... my boyfriend has a lot of fish and, or had a lot of fish. Oh, but he put too many, he didn't use bags. <laughs> the fish are, you know what? I think it's a great short lifespans, but I think it's a great metaphor because they need very specific conditions to live. And your, your brain is a very specific little machine and it needs help. So our advice to Helena was to take your e-reader on a date. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, put, put a good book on there and go out just you and your e-reader or, or whatever the format you're (laughs) trying to do. Tell you, telling your spouse, you're like, uh, actually I have a date. I have a date for this. Uh, to a restaurant or a park or somewhere fun or if you like are trying to suddenly you're like oh I want to get into to listening to books you can also like go on your favorite hike or yeah. something like associate it with something that you actually enjoy like mm-hmm. your favorite restaurant your favorite make sure you're doing you're not forcing yourself into it while you're like the bottom of a pit because that's <laughs> not going to be a well, good time well I'm about to be tortured uh, time to break out my, my new wanna, Kindle you want to give it a positive association right like <laughs> although that is would be such a glasser thing to do to like oh no I finally into a bit. Well, time for some reading. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Associate it with something positive. What about you? What's your first tip? Uh, I think you got to set yourself up for success. Okay. I think you need to pick a book, and I think we talked about this recently on the show. But you need to pick a book to read in this new format that you have a high chance of loving. Mm. Oh, book! I, I I think we talked about this a little bit when we answered a reader problem for someone who wanted to get into audiobooks but she kept picking like her third tier books yeah 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 she yeah. was like i don't like audiobooks and we were like maybe it's because you're picking the books yeah, you don't exactly. want to read yes 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 don't be like yeah time to get into audiobooks and then pick a 50 hour honker that requires a lot of focus to follow and then you're like oh i'm having a hard time well yeah of course it's that would be hard for anybody yeah, yeah. if a book is good you're gonna want to keep reading it regardless of the format it is in that's mm-hmm. how i got used to reading arcs for the show on my phone now we get a lot of our arcs through next alley the easiest way to read them is via the app on my phone because i they just appear there oh and i don't have have to send them to your to your no i don't have to because with a kobo you can send them to your kindle but with a kobo you have to load them onto the kobo and and you have to like go into adobe editions and like change the file it's a pain in the ass but on knockout like on the app they they just appear there and so i was like it wasn't until i started reading a book that we both really like from this year uh sylvia marino garcia's silver nitrate i was reading it this spring because it came out this summer and it was such a great book that i didn't even mind reading on my phone mm-hmm. which i don't normally don't like and now i got into the groove of it and i do all the time because my brain finally was like oh yeah we're reading now yeah 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 what, what else do you think i also think like choosing the right time i mean like give yourself you're, we're talking about just setting yourself up for success right yes. you're going on a trip just know like if you're trying to do an e-reader you can fill up your ipad with a bunch of books your kindle with mm-hmm. a bunch of books with comics you can fill it up with comics if you're trying to get into comics on an, on an ipad or something like that or like do it use it what it's useful for right yeah like 
if you ain't doing laundry, we keep talking about laundry every show, but if you ain't doing laundry. Because laundry is the part of the heavy yoke of existence that we have to carry. Yeah, it's so true. It's like, so true. unless you were just going to buy new clothes every week, you got to do laundry. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass. Maybe this doesn't work as well because you hate doing laundry. Maybe you shouldn't associate it with laundry. But I just thinking finding, like, use it for the use, like, what it is good for. I don't yeah. often, like, I listen to a lot of ebooks, but I don't often just, like, sit down in a chair and listen to an ebook because I could be fi- reading on my Kindle, right? Yeah. Like, and so I like finding the use, finding the perks, finding the perks of it. Yes. Like that is a very beneficial thing. That's what I, I mean, for me at first I was just like, my brain was like screaming, oh my God, this is not a book. This is not a book. This is not a book. Mm -hmm. And instead of like being, letting myself be stressed out at how different either an audiobook or an ebook was from a print book, I started to like think about the perks. I was like, Wait a minute. On my Kobo, I can pick the font and the font size and the line spacing. Mm-hmm. I can take a oh, like tiny print book yeah. that I would normally put down and make it a big print book. You're personalizing oh, it for yourself. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I like that. And like, oh, wait a minute. You can, with an audiobook, you can go on a drive, like have to go for errands and keep reading. Yeah. Oh, and for a print book, like you don't have to be connected to anything. You know, not looking at a screen, like really lean in to the differences. And, you know, and that is a smart way too. like, if you are reading a book you love and you're trying to get into audiobooks, get it on audiobook because then you can keep reading it while you're doing yeah. other shit. And that is a way to make yourself do it because you're like, well, I really love this book and I want to keep reading and it. And I'm already into it. Yeah. Then that is a good way to get that done. I like that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't go eat the bagel in the back room. You know no. what I mean? Like, don't go eat the bagel with bagel in the break room because that bagel is not going to be right for you there. No, I have such like eating when I, how old was I? I was 19 years old eating a big, ba- ba- like a terrible dry everything bagel in the back room of Dunkin' Donuts. But I was on my break yeah. and I, w- I was like, oh, it's a free bagel. And it was so great yeah. that eating that same bagel while I was driving around Southern California Okay. I was like, this is you. You can never recapture right. that thing. So let the let those let things be their own things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for me, there are. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but there even even if it's like a hot new book that I'm excited about, if I pick it up and that print is tiny, I'm oh, like, God, never gonna happen. <sighs> I can't see it. I, like, there's so many things that happen. One, can't see it. Two, I'm like, oh, that means this book is gonna take so much long. Like, there's yeah. something about in my brain. It's like. That, that it's why running on a treadmill is actually easier than running out on the street because out on the street you can see how far you're going and oh, you're like i gotta go i gotta run all the way to that fucking thing <laughs> oh, jesus christ but if you're on a treadmill you don't feel like you're going right, that right, far because right, you're right, just right. running in place mm, but with when i look at that book my, there's something in my brain that's like bitch this is gonna take a long time uh-huh, and i'm uh-huh. like oh, i don't want to read this yeah. but if you put it on a kindle you can make that you that can't tell really big and you have no idea yeah. So there is, I think that it's, it's, it's our instinct when you're trying something new to like try to compare it like to the things that yeah. you already do and make, oh, it's the same thing. Look, it's just still words. I don't think, I think what we're saying is don't do that. Lean into how different it is. Yeah. yeah. Because there's, I mean, if you have the ability to read in different formats, some people don't, you know, every format has its own perks. Yeah. You know, I always have this, I say this thing to people when they move here from New York where they're always like, oh, LA's not New York. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. LA is not New, New York. York. And you have to treat it like a different city because it does not have any of the perks no. New York has. They are both large. That's the only thing they have in common. Yep. I mean, when you're here in February and it's 80 degrees and you're eating a Great. taco outside. But you're right. You aren't taking the subway everywhere. No, so, like, you're not eating a good bagel. Yeah, there's very, you have to lean into the positives of that city. 
Yes. Or so, that book. So lean into the positives of whatever new format you are interested in. Set yourself up for success and have a little fun with it. Make sure that you're, you know, making it a fun thing for yourself. Uh, so you can send your thoughts on romancing new formats to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a book tracking problem, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Earth Breeze. Folks, Bria and I talk about how annoying laundry is on this show all the time. Doing laundry is time consuming and frustrating. And one of the worst parts is lugging around a 15,000 pound jug of laundry detergent. They're messy. They're unwieldy. It's very hard to find a spot for them on the shelves in your linen closet. They get sticky. They get covered in dust. They're just generally really annoying and gross. And EarthBreeze is here to solve that problem. EarthBreeze eco sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but they dissolve in any wash cycle, hot or cold. So instead of having liquid laundry detergent, you just have this easy little dryer sheet that comes in this lovely little paper packet so small so easy to use and just as effective as liquid laundry detergent you still get a powerful clean earth breeze is tough on stains fights odors and gives you a clean that you can feel good about they offer flexible subscriptions that can be easily adjusted paused or canceled and earth breeze offers a satisfaction guarantee if it's not for you they'll give you a full refund no questions asked bria and i love these they have saved me so much space they have saved me so much annoyance. They really are so convenient. I can't imagine going back to normal liquid detergent. Why would I? There is no reason to. There's no reason to have that big sticky bottle stuffed in my linen closet. And right now, our listeners can subscribe to Earth Breeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash glasses. That's earthbreeze.com slash glasses for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash glasses. Glasses. It's the final week of Co-Optober. I'm Kira Gowan, Ad Operations Specialist, and I'm here with... Daniel Barwella, Technology and Data Specialist. To cap off National Co-Op Month, we're sharing how worker-owned co-ops can benefit their communities. Read about it in our newsletter or on social media at MaxFunHQ. We're also trying to do our part. We're volunteering at our local food bank this week, and we encourage you to volunteer in your area, too. On Friday, we're announcing the donation that you helped raise in the post-Max Fun Drive sticker sale going to five food banks across the U.S. And we want to make sure you know that this is your last chance to get our limited edition Co-op Launch Crew merch. Grab a pin, hat, shirt, or hoodie before they disappear at the end of the month. Details on merch, resources for volunteering, and all things Co-Optober can be found at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Thank you so much for your support and have a great Co-Optober. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Zach writes in, Hi, Mallory and Bria. I have been an avid listener of your show for a few months now, and I have a bookish problem of my own I need help with. I have been tracking my reading on Storygraph and have just started reading an anthology collection of multiple works by the same author, originally written in German, now translated to English. Hmm. I wasn't planning on reading the entire collection, at least not right now, but Storygraph does not list the specific translation of the specific book I am reading in the collection on its own. Hmm. 
Do I need to add a different translation and say that is the one I read? Do I just read the entire anthology so I can say that I read it? <laughs> Do I read the part of the anthology I was going to read, but then enter that I read all of it? I'm panicking and have switched to reading a different book altogether for the Aww. time being to avoid this issue until I've resolved it. Please advise. This is such a glasser problem. Oh, Mallory, we found our people. We're this both is... rule followers, and I love that someone's like, but I got to follow the rules, and how oh, can I follow the rules? The rules aren't set up for me to follow. Peak glasser issue. Um, what should Zach do? Well, we're going to say the same thing, I know, mm -hmm. but um, I just want to let you know any of these is okay yep. okay the book police are not gonna come to your they're not gonna turn on their sirens get in their cars come to your house knock on the door and say um did you read it all and the if they do you call your book lawyers <laughs> mallory and bria or like one of those like weird, out. <laughs> you know those like weird funky bill lawyer billboards yeah, yeah, yeah. call us your book lawyer 1-800 book help <laughs> and it's me and bria in giant suits the worst case scenario is a friend follows you on storygraph and is like Oh, I I saw you read this book. Can we talk about it? And you don't have an answer for that. And you have to explain to you them. You have to jump out a window before happened, you have to finish the conversation. Which you can just explain and be like, oh, you know what? They didn't have the whole book on there. So I just said I read it because I couldn't figure out how to do it. And you still get to have a conversation about this cool author and mm -hmm. the thing that you read. So like that's the worst case scenario. So yes. all is okay. Don't panic. You can read what you want and put whatever you want. It's not going to be a big deal. But Mallory, what we agree. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I absolutely that Zach sh can just, you just say you read it. And remember, Zach, ultimately, like there's no, you're, I think a lot of us glassers, mm. people who like following the rules, we never got over being in school. Yeah. And there's a part of us that does tracking and stuff like that with a, plan that at some point we're going to be graded on it yeah, or somebody yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah. is going to be You're looking have at to this thing quiz. yes zach the story graph tracking is for you yeah yeah this is ultimately for you and if i was you i would enter the whole anthology and maybe make if you want you can make a note put in the review stating which book you read if, if honestly if just to remember that you only read part of it it's not like the anthology counts for multiple books on story graph and you're like racking up points that you didn't yeah, earn yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you're still logging a single and book even if you did it's not like those points are used to like you know for you know, for you a personal to, pan pizza yeah. <laughs> and if they did that's okay too like it's okay <laughs> this is not don't you don't need to panic and switch to another book no you can add it manually if you want but if you don't want to i would just do the whole anthology yes and write a little note i only read this title you know you were you're not going to be thrown in the pit. <laughs> you're, again, you're, call your book lawyers, the me and Bria. Pit. We will save you. But this is ultimately for your own tracking purposes. Yeah, and you remember. You are, yeah, you will. And if you if you don't think you're going to remember, write a note. But you can absolutely anything that you feel comfortable with. Anything like Zach, I would take a moment to be like, why am I doing Storygraph? Is it to track my books? Is it to make friends? Is it to review? Like, what are you doing? Track, log this book in a way that is going to serve that goal. Yeah, and definitely don't let your story graph or whatever it is keep you from reading what you wanted to read. So yes. if you were liking it so much so that you wanted to keep, you wanted to read it, mm -hmm. you know, and write us about it. So like, don't let story graph, just because story graph or Goodreads or whatever you track on doesn't have the right thing, don't let it keep you from reading the book. Yeah, don't don't let story graph beat you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're bigger and stronger than story graph. You are, you are, you are. And you know what? You can get to make your own decisions. Yes. Remember this. It's story graph serves you. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. So if you want to solve your reader problem, you can send it to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. 
Time to answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. Lindsay writes in, Hi, Brian Mallory. I'm looking for book racks for a very specific part of my wheelhouse. I love an Antarctica-based horror book. Mm. Any book that feels like the thing is 100% what I'm looking for this spooky season. I have read the short story that the movie was based on, but this is such a specific category that I've had a lot of trouble finding books that fall into it. My full wheelhouse would be funny science fiction, female-driven thrillers and mysteries where everything works out great for the hero and shitty for the guy who was a jerk to her, audiobook memoirs read by the author, nonfiction about nature, robot friends, think R2-D2, and of course, Antarctica Horror. Thank you so much for the show every thursday morning i'm so excited to get up and walk my dogs while i listen to the new episode Lindsay, we got you covered what should she read bria i don't know if i have Lindsay covered because this is a very specific thing i have to say though i realized when i started listening to frankenstein i talked about this last week that actually that's arctic horror it yeah the beginning mm-hmm. is specifically the north pole yeah so that is if you're that, not particular about your polls, this this counts. This is oh right, yeah, that's right. That's I right. I mean, it's it, at first I was like, oh, is it the frozen north? But then it's actually it I, is, I would call it polar horror because it's yeah, one of the polls. It is one of the polls, but and it is a very good horror book. So I can recommend that. But I had a lot of trouble with this. There's a lot of sci-fi books set in Antarctica, but I have started a lot of them and not finished them. I I guess I don't. I like a cold book, but I could. I Maybe never Antarctica found one that's is right. Too 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 isolated for you. Oh, you know what? One just came to my head that I need to go. Oh wait, no, I didn't finish that one either. I there's been several I have started that people are like, you got to read this book, and I never finished them. I can only come up with a very cold one. I can come I, up with. I, I think that's still as long as it's like because you're there's a I lot feel like of. I'm failing Lindsay here, but I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of like the one that you're recommending is very isolated, very isolated, very frozen. Very cold. Super cold, but it may be, I don't know, Lindsay may specifically want Antarctica, and I don't have a good one, but I have, I've wrote of Bones, which we talked about a couple, great fucking uh, book. a week ago. Um, oh, I love that book so much. Uh, by Christopher Golden, and it takes place on the tundra of Siberia. It's very isolated. It's very cold, but it's not Antarctica, but you have an Antarctica book. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I have one for both poles. Okay. I actually, I have a whole ass author for Lindsay. Great. Uh, there's an author named Allie Wilkes, and she has written two horror books, and they're both polar horror one takes place in antarctica uh that's already out and there's a new one coming out in december that takes place in the arctic Mm. so this is a lady who loves spooky shit in remote snowy locations so they're both historical horror and they're described as polar gothic i love this that is sounds so fun i was my interest was so piqued uh when i first heard of these books because i was like what a cool subgenre um anyway so the one that that's already out that does take place in antarctica i think it came out last year it's called all the white spaces and it was very buzzy again it's like historical expedition something bad happens nothing good happens on an expedition to no, these places not, not to these places no, no. Uh, and not in a book no, I'm sure in real life, I'm sure it happens real. all the time. Sure. And then the second one is called Where the Dead Wait, and that comes out in December. You should pre-order it. But get all the white spaces out now. It's going to hit yeah. on all your things. And then Al- make, make Allie Wilkes your new favorite author because she, the two of you clearly have the same taste and stuff. Yes. And um, yeah, maybe polar gothic. Maybe we should do a whole episode on weird subgenres. Yeah, I love it. That's um, good. Polar gothic. Either way, happy Halloween. This is our last episode before Halloween comes out. Happy spooky season from your two favorite spooky ladies. And if you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, big thanks to the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. And folks, Bria and I have five cats between us. They're so hungry. 
They have some of them require special food. Some of them require special snacks. They do. So they both require special litter medication. One of one of my cats is on uh, eye medication for her whole life. Oh, oh, of course. And you know how we pay for a lot of this stuff? This podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want to support us and feed those hungry cats, buy stuff from our Void Merch store. There's totes. There's shirts. There's stickers, sweatshirts, all kinds of stuff. And every purchase there directly supports us and makes you look very bookish and if you like the show and want to help us feed these cats for free that's right you can help us feed the cats for free get out your phone open up your podcast listening app whichever one it is look up reading glasses and give us a five-star rating or a nice review or both it really helps us grows the reach of the show makes people more interested in us and of course it warms our hearts you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for reading, reading. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.